So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch Podcast. A very special episode of the Neighbourhood Rewatch Podcast. Because Adam's not here! <laughs> How long have you wanted to say that to him? How many times has he absolutely reamed you for not being here? Being a part-timer and not dedicated enough, maybe? Uh, At no point have, have I had an excuse that wasn't perfectly legitimate. Adam, on the other hand... Pissed, hungover, probably not alone. <laughs> yeah, you. to be fair to him, you are always up front with your reasons why you can't get on and the podcast. And Whereas Adam's being a little bit mysterious. He is a little being a bit <laughs> He's being a little bit of a bad boy. And That's a- awful, but carry on with it. <laughs> because this very special episode of the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Features our own very own bad boy. Uh, we got to speak to Ben Hall about his time on Neighbours being the bad boy, Ned Wellis. Uh, and this is the intro to said podcast because you know what we're like. We don't start things properly. We talk about shit for fucking ages before we get on to actually talking about the Neighbours. And that is exactly what just happened with our chat with Ben Hall. Uh, but we just spoke shit. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. I got... I got my bum out for him in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it took you no time whatsoever to show him your ass. It did. Uh, no time, not much cajoling either, to be honest. I was, <laughs> it was pants were halfway down before he knew what was happening, bless him. To be clear, for anyone who's listening for the first time, Jay has a tattoo on his lower back. Yeah. It doesn't go lower than that. This is only an audio, it's not inappropriate. <laughs> I loved it. So listen, keep listening for that story. Yeah, what a guy. So we will start playing that right now. Hi. Hey, Alex. Good, how are you? <laughs> yeah, mate. So I didn't get any names before, so I don't know anyone. It's okay. Uh, so I'm JK. Yeah, I'm JK. I'm the host yeah. of this, this podcast. Uh and then Tim's in the left there as well. He's one of my co-hosts. Hello. Unfortunately, our other co-host, Adam, uh, can't be here today. He's He's been quite mysterious about it as well. We think he's got a woman on the go, and he's been very coy about it. <laughs> At 9 a.m.? <laughs> she's still there. It's yeah, still, think... still there is a prediction that some, something went on last night. We know that there was drinking involved. That's the all the, all the detail that we've got. Possibly just really hungover. Fair enough. <laughs> See, well, <laughs> that wouldn't normally stop them, we don't think. So that's why we think there's something else afoot. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but so that does mean, Ben, that you have been promoted to co-host already. Great, I'll take it. <laughs> you've, you've, you've taken a big risk there, I think. <laughs> I've only done a couple of podcast things before, so <laughs> couldn't really go off track. Oh, no, you, you'll be a natural, I'm sure. I'm sure. How's your day been? Good, mate. Yeah, good. I was uh, had an audition today and did, did something for a play, hence the moustache and the hair and things. And uh, I've just been mucking around with the house for the afternoon. It's been quite nice. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even think, you know, I've obviously seen lots of pictures of you, got a decent amount of facial hair going on. Not many people can pull off a moustache. I'd like... 
Look, looks completely natural to me. Look, looks good. Is it? Is it real? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually real. I, just, I usually have a bit of a beard, but I just shaved it all off. For this, it's like a nineteen fifties play that I was going in for. So uh, yeah, just try to look a little bit, little bit different. Honestly, I like we're we're having trouble. We only apparently have really attractive men guests on this on this podcast. <laughs> I'll try no women. My, my wife's asleep upstairs. It's going to get weird. <laughs> so, how long have you guys been running this podcast for? Two years now. Uh, yeah, right. we're, we're doing uh, we're we're doing stuff around our hundredth episode as we speak. So, oh, nice! Thank you very much for being part of that whole celebration. Uh, it, th- this was something we started kind of during lockdown uh, in the UK, just to just to relieve a bit of boredom and uh Tim is Tim used to live up near Manchester where me and Adam are based, but uh he moved away. Uh so it was a good way of keeping in contact with Tim as well. But and it's just turned into into this and it's been uh it's been a hell of a ride. Uh and you like it's it's like predominantly all neighbours or you you've got like heaps of different guests from other shows and things or what's what's the sort of setup? Uh, so, so the, the idea of using neighbours was that it was a bit of a kind of jumping off point just to give us something to talk about. So, yeah, yeah. like we we all watched it back in the day. Everybody in the UK watched Neighbours back in the day. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. in their life. It's kind of it. You, it's, it's how you show your age almost. Like, oh, what era of Neighbours did you watch growing up? Yeah, Who yeah. Characters. It's it's how every kind of generation will bond in the UK. Oh, it's something pretty universal. To everyone in the UK, and yeah, just because of all the stuff that happens, it just gives you countless amounts to talk about and material. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, and then it sort of branched from there. Yes, uh, sometimes we don't talk about the neighbours at all. We get very, uh, very, very sidetracked. And again, that's the great thing about because sometimes the the storylines are really, really great, and the, you can't help just talk about some great bits of TV that are going on. But then sometimes because it can be so ridiculous as well. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I had uh, the most ridiculous story like most of the time. <laughs> I can I I topped most of those ones. Yeah, you yeah, you know only too well. I uh so I've actually I put together like some crib notes just because I wanted to get it clear in my head what happened when and I sent it to Tim this morning, just like, oh just have a look over that just to remind yourself. And I was like is there any character in Neighbours that had a run of stories like this? Like when you, you put it in black and white, it's just insane. Uh, when you look back at your entire kind of Neighbours career. Oh, I mean, it was, we'd get those scripts every week and you just laugh. Like, you know, some of the, you know, some of the storylines on the show are so deep and meaningful and, you know, there's a cancer storyline or a, you know, something that Alzheimer's or something that people are going through, you know, and everyone can sort of access and it's it's so... De- and then there's being stabbed in a maze by a crazy lady with a cheese knife, you know. So <laughs> I got those ones. I mean, I the producers did say to me once, you know, like, oh, we really appreciate you. Like, we give you the, the, the crazy weird storylines and you always manage to handle them really well. So I, I, I took it as a compliment, I suppose. But, man, I had some, had some weird ones. Did they know much much about you going into it though? Because you like, you went straight into what was the the hotel explosion and the the so typical soap opera setup that 
you start feeling <laughs> like everyone's related to everybody, and now suddenly there's this new guy, and he's top of the pile. Everything's about him. I mean, obviously, like the char- they kind of knew that that character existed or whatever, because Natalie Abrulia's, um, you know, character was on the show, and they they talked about him in, in the nineties. You know what I mean? When whenever he was sort of born and that. So, I mean, the character is always there for them to pull out at some point. Um, but I actually auditioned for a different character. I think um, the priest. What was his name for a while? It was just like. Hey, whatever it was, but it was like was it was like John one? Smith. He had amnesia or something. Yeah, he was the John Doe, that. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, John was... Doe. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and he had you know no memory of who he was and blah 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 blah. So that that was my initial audition and things. And um, somehow I think that was like can't remember. I think I had another job. I was working on something else and it clashed. And anyway, eventually they asked me to come in as Ned and play an ex bikey tattoo artist, which is a bit different. But you know. <laughs> it sounded like it was going to be fun. <laughs> it certainly was fun. Uh, I, I've always—is that tattoo real? I—I've never been able to tell. Oh. No, that, I mean, I really hoped that, it was real. That—that that is a—I was going to say that's a compliment, but that—that that actually just shows that your eyesight must be terrible. <laughs> terrible tattoo. <laughs> and they oh, disappeared oh. within like. A week or something after they did invent, like eventually the character got them removed and they were gone within like a week. <laughs> you know, this is the perfect opportunity. If we're going to talk about JK's bad senses and bad tattoos, <laughs> Jay, you'll have to remind me and tell Ben. I can't, I can't remember the the justification for this. I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him tell the story. The story. So like, you did it. You got a neighbor's tattoo. You did. So we were put up for an award from a, a, a neighbor's uh, fan site. That's what it was. And I said, if we win it, I will get a neighbor's tattoo. So we won it, which was a fantastic, fantastic honor. Uh, so then I had to to pony up on the uh, the tattoo. So I do. Would you like to see the tattoo? Oh no, I'm pleased. You will not be the Wait, first I mean, neighbor. So but... I have shown this to. Uh, I also got it on in the worst place you could get a tattoo, which is the tramp stamp area. <laughs> uh, uh, but yes. Oh God! Wait, what does it say? It says, what would Harold do? What would Harold do? I like because it. In Man, any situation. It's better, than, it's better than Ned's tattoos. I like <laughs> that you got it there. <laughs> of all places. I thought you were going to get a butt cheek out then and be like, I've got Harold, Harold's face on my butt. <laughs> That's the next one. <laughs> next award. That's right. uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, that one isn't fake. Uh, that one is there forever. That's there. Yeah, and um, my wife every now and again goes, "Oh fuck, I forgot you had that tattoo." <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's gold. I actually got offered when I first joined the show. They said, do you, "Oh, do you want like there's Fremantle had another show here? It was actually in Sydney, and it was a a, a tattoo like parlor show about you know people getting tattoos." Yeah. Um, and they were like, we'll fly you up there and you can get some of your tattoos done if you like. Like, that, and that, you know, a collaboration between the shows. And I was like, there is no way I'm getting an anchor on like on my arm. And like, <laughs> what did I have like, like, um, angel wings down like near my brush? Like, it was just, they weren't <laughs> great. I was pretty See, glad was, when I got rid That was the one I was convinced was real. I thought, I, I was like, oh, they can't all be real. But I Maybe one of them is, and they've got ah. Maybe we'll give him some more. We expand it. Nah, they would. Sh- they were all like a, like literally like a chewing gum packet tattoo. You know, where you take them out and <laughs> they apply them with water, 
And then um, after a while, like they're a bit stronger than the, uh, you know, chewing gum packet ones. After a while, I started getting like really allergic to them. Like, cause they, I would put them on. They, they meant to, you know, you're only meant to have them on for like a week or something. Yeah. And I would have them on for months at a time and removing them all the time. And, and yeah, like basically just ended up with this like, like hives. <laughs> and so they quickly wrote in that Ned got all these tattoos removed. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, just like that. Yeah, just like instantaneous. So, you know, maybe maybe you can go and get laser tattoo remover and get rid of Harold's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm never letting him get away with that. No, he has to have that forever now. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about coming into Neighbours and such a big, big storyline, did you, how did that feel coming into such a big storyline? Did you think, oh, this is, did you think it would continue? Did you have any idea of what the, um, the longer term storylines would be? No, I mean, I don't even think they had any idea at that stage. I think my initial contract was like three months or maybe even eight weeks. So it was quite short. So it was meant to, it was just sort of like Ned appears, adds to these storylines. His grandfather passes away, obviously, in that first episode. All of that happens and then basically takes off again. And then that kept happening. I did three of those, I think. So it was like eight weeks on, eight weeks off, eight weeks on, eight weeks off. I was like a shift worker. It was kind of, it was kind of great to be honest, because I had time to go away and do other things and prepare and then come back into it and be excited again. And I, I really enjoyed that period. And I loved the people that were there at the time as well. Um, cause it was all Ned's family. Um, and he had that thing with Kate Kendall, um, and his sisters, half sisters were there and, and dad was there by the end. It was like, I don't know. I don't think he was related to anyone on the street. I think he had like his ex stepmom was kind of the closest relation. So it is nice <laughs> when there's actually people in your family when you, you know, on the street. But no, it was, it was, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. That's why I kept, that's why I kept coming back for those, those eight weeks. I just loved that first eight weeks. It was great fun. Um, and it was a challenge. It's, so, it's such fast shooting. Like people think with soaps, you know, it's kind of easy and, you know, there's not a lot of skill involved. But, man, it moves so fast. It's such a beast. If you are not on it and all over it, uh, you just get left behind. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good challenge. Yeah. Like, we we, we we do mock the show sometimes a little bit. In a loving way, you know, sometimes oh. things are ridiculous. So do we. So um, do we. <laughs> but I, I don't... From everyone we spoke to, every time is like you can't understand what a train this is, and it's just, it's just moving so fast constantly. And you've got—is it—is it still true that you have like twenty minutes to get a scene done, and that's it? Or, or did it ease up a little bit? Oh, twenty minutes is probably—it's probably pushing it. There were probably times when there was twenty minutes. Often, you know, especially on a Friday afternoon, there's a, it was often twenty minutes to get something done. <laughs> We wanted to get out of there and get to the beers. Um, oh, no, look, it was all scheduled dependent on what was happening in that scene, how difficult the setups were, yeah. how difficult the material was, you know. So, you, But most of the time you would have, I, I suppose 45 minutes was kind of the, the average time for a, a scene. But in studios, if it was a short scene, yeah, 20 minutes, 10 minutes. We'd do one take. I remember walking on set once, we'd knock something out in five minutes. Wow. So, <laughs> did you feel any pressure with it or did Oh, in the early days, definitely. The longer you're there, the more set, the more you just become used to it. You can't become more comfortable, and you get better at it too. I mean, you get better at learning stuff really quickly and more comfortable with the character, so you can can just kind of flow with things a bit better. Do you, Do you find that soap opera 
actors get a bad rep? Because I, I, exactly like you said, I think the people that don't fully appreciate what the process is and the intensity of it, they're not realizing just how much they're managing to pull off under such pressure. And I, I don't know, maybe is Margot Robbie probably the best example of someone who's gone from there? There are others, obviously, but she's gone from there to the kind of films she's doing now. And it, it shows that there's quite an ability there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely think she's one of the, the best examples. Um, you know, uh, from all descriptions of the people that worked with her on Neighbours and stuff, they said she was like a really hard worker. She always had the plan to do her time at Neighbours, learn as much as she could. She was a sponge. She'd take everything in and work, you know, just worked really hard and then was like, I'm going to take off and go to the States. And she did it and did it incredibly well, obviously. Um, but, yeah, she learned all those basic skills and the ability to deal with the pressure and the ability to move quickly and go to a certain place for a certain emotion quickly and, you know, no sort of fanfare and no sort of, um, I don't know what a better word, but no wank about it, just do the work, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's a very good word for it. <laughs> So you had like a couple of little stints, like you said, eight weeks on, kind of eight weeks off, a yeah. bit of time off. And then you were pretty much done after, again, I've had to, I've had to go to back to my uh, timeline here. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for you to remind me. So you get, yeah, you, <laughs> the I, can, I can send this to you as well, just in case you ever need reminding. <laughs> I probably do. It uh, becomes a blur after a while. <laughs> so yeah, you go off to start a tattoo parlor in the Gold Coast and that was was pretty much done, you think, then. But then you came back in 2018. Yeah, I definitely thought it was done. That, so that, yeah, that was the end of all the little guesty stints. Um, I went off and did some plays and some theatre and stuff and a couple other TV shows. And uh, and then they came back with an offer for to stick around as a permanent character. And um, by that stage, I'd just made some really good friends on the show. And I was so eager to go back and see everyone because, it, you know, like, I missed them. And... Uh, I went back and <laughs> I think within the first week that I got there, Mavorni Hazel left, Olympia Valance left, uh, Tim Kano left, although he came back, so that was nice. Like, so all these people, uh, I think even Kip Gamblin, who, you know, my dad had, like, left within, like, three weeks. Like, everyone just basically took off. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I based my whole decision on, well, not my whole decision, but you know what I mean. I'm coming back just because I wanted to see these people and they've all left. But that's, I mean, the nature of the beast. <laughs> but then I suppose that gave you scope to do new stuff. And then obviously the character did go on to do a load of new stuff by that point. So it it, it wasn't just kind of retreading the same stuff. I think when you first came back, you, you kind of went over the uh, Lauren stuff again a little bit. And you're like, yeah, I still got feelings for it. But then it quickly moved on from that into into brand new things. Yeah, I started working with um, Bonnie Anderson and when she so she just started, I think, around then. And then, yeah, so that was that sort of period, really, for the first little while. And that was great, yeah. I mean, to be honest, there, there was never any periods on the show where I, where there wasn't great people to work with. Um, it was always entertaining. It was always such a good laugh. Like, that was the best part about it. doesn't seem like... I can't imagine it seemed like work after a while. No, no, and... Like it was not far from where I'm living now. And uh, so like cruise down and, and walk into the studio. It's so nice to be somewhere, as an actor, it's so nice to be somewhere familiar because generally you're walking onto a set 
where you don't know anyone, you're trying to remember like 150 people's names. Mm. You know, you're nervous about the work you're about to do and you're in some random studio in Whoop Whoop somewhere in another state or, you know, wherever. And so it's, it was so nice to be able to just go into that place. And I'm I like, I'm really stoked for them that it's back, you know, that, that the people are going back and they're doing they you know, they will walk through those halls. They're not going to knock it down anytime soon, which is nice. Yeah. It was, it was such, such great news that. I know they didn't have anything on the cards. Like, you know, people are probably thinking, Oh, like, they probably ended, you know, finished the show and, and that was in, and then the freebie thing was in the works, you know. Um, but it, it, it wasn't, there was nothing. They were, they were expecting for that all to be turned, like that studio and everything to be turned into townhouses. And basically that was, that was like end game. That was it. That was done. They, you know, everyone was really upset, you know, that final sort of episode and everything. And yeah. So this just kind of came out of, out of nowhere. I think maybe some of it. Like, literally, we were, I remember the, group text like, oh god yeah people going like what? <laughs> I'd, I'd love to get a little bit of a glimpse into that at some point we'll, like, <laughs> we'll sign some non-disclosure agreements and just to be able to see who's saying what in that conversation because like it's it's not only a massive thing for the fans this is your job and especially yeah. like it's not long since been given this permanent deal permanent deal like we, we spoke to um, Candice Lee, spoke to her, and she's brilliant, by the way. We, we, to her face, blamed her for Neighbours Ending because she basically showed up and then yeah. it got cancelled. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And those guys had just signed, you know, what I assume was three-year deals with options, obviously, but, but they were expecting to be there for a long time, you know. And then to have it just go... When you just, it would have been, de- it, it would have been devastating. Like I, I was fortunate in the fact that you know I was, I was prepared for it because I was already being written out. Like the character had a story, an ending storyline. I kind of knew it was coming, so I was kind of like, well, I'm, I'm prepared for it. But then someone like that who's just stepped onto it, just started to get to know people, and have it end would have just been so devastating. So I hope, I hope they've brought all of those guys back. I don't actually know. Um, but all the details of who's going back, but um, yeah, I hope I hope they've brought those guys back. Yeah, they didn't die, did they? Is there, is there any chance that you'll be back at some point? Yeah, I mean, you never know with neighbors. I'm not uh, I'm not going back at the very beginning. I know that for a fact. I and I, you know, but if they would come and say, "Hey, come and be a guestie again. Come and do do eight weeks," uh, yeah, I'd be more than open to that. So, <laughs> some storyline with Leo or someone I don't know, mm-hmm. whoever's there again. Some more buildings for tattoos to get. Yeah, exactly. He can have his tattoos again. They can just miraculously reappear. <laughs> you should pitch them the idea of like you can come back, but you like you've calmed everything's calmed down because it was a bit intense before, and like you kind of vaguely know about Harold a bit. So you want this tattoo that said, "What would Harold do?" And this is <laughs> this is how you're going to live your life now. <laughs> just the singular singular tattoo. I'd have to be shirtless all the time and just walking you yeah. know, out a door so you could see the tattoo. <laughs> and you, you were you were shirtless a fair amount of time on that show. Bloody oath. Less so towards the end because I, start, I stopped paying as much attention to going to the gym and things. <laughs> At the beginning, they're like, if you're fresh meat, they're just like, okay, he's cleaning the pool every scene. <laughs> I mean, we spoke to... Uh, 
Dan Paris, who played Drew Kirk uh, yeah. way, way back in the day. And he said, like, within the first week, they were like, right, get your kit off. You're doing a strip. And yeah. like, the whole full Monty thing. And he was yeah, like, yeah, that's right. That was like my first week. No preparation for it. Just straight in, yeah. get your kit off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it's a bit different these days. They, um, they have an intimacy quarter. Actually, Eve Morey, who, uh, who is on the show, obviously, and became, yeah, the intimacy coordinator for neighbors, um, and the acting coach as well for a while. Um, so then now you go through a whole process. Like if you have to get your kid off, you have to do anything, a kissing scene, whatever it is, anything that's any sort of intimacy, you go through this full like process, like, like a stunt coordinator would. Yeah. So. So it's, uh, it's a big improvement from the days of just like, yeah. all right, you're getting your kid off today. <laughs> Did they manage to spring much stuff on you during your time in Neighbours? Is there any storylines that kind of came out of nowhere or any scenes where you're like, right, you're doing this thing. You're like, oh, maybe not quite as prepared for this as I'd like to be. Ah, oh, Yeah, I'm sure there was. I mean, definitely with storylines, I know things popped up that I was just like, what, what is this? And I was just things, you know, that I wasn't expecting. I don't think I was expecting the storyline when Ned fell for like Yashvi in the early days when they were like, he was helping her play footy or something like that. That was a like kind of out of the blue. Um, but like turned out to be great because I loved working with Liv and I thought the characters kind of worked well together, but uh, that, that kind of came out of the blue. I mean, there was. What about the whole glitter beard thing? How, how prepared for you for that scene? Oh, yeah, actually, though that came that came out of the blue of women too. Actually, yeah, no, you're right. That was the the, the dress and the heels uh, and the glitter beard. Yeah, that was a, that was a surprise. I mean, I did. I I, got, I was given some warning, and I was given the like, "Are you okay with you comfortable with this?" Um, and I was like, "Yeah." I mean, by this stage, I think I'd done like nude runs around mechanic shop or something, and I'd done like. Weird, like uh, budgie smuggler photo shoots with Aaron and all sorts of weird stuff. I mean, Ned went on to have like a what, OnlyFans, pretty much whatever that was. Fandangle, yes. <laughs> Which I hope you've since trademarked after leaving Neighbours. Fandangle. I mean, not a bad name. I don't. It's, it it works. <laughs> I I also like to to think that you trademark the word bad boy as well. Because you were the bad boy. I was the bad boy for quite some time. I mean, it did get, I got better as I went along, but (laughs) yeah, it was not, it was a, yeah, it was definitely something that came up in a lot of interviews and conversations. We're we're probably just stealing a joke here then. Like we were considering starting the conversation with Ned was a bad boy. Are you a bad boy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it may have been done. (laughs) <laughs> Jay, edit that bit out. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, playing the bad guy is more fun, right? You know, you oh, get God, to yeah. a little bit more outrageous, you get to push the boundaries a little bit more. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I did some weird, crazy stuff. I, mean, I cannot tell you how many people asked me for photos of me sitting on a cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so many. I- I didn't know what, because we looked on your cameo and we were like, okay, cake sitting, what's that going to be? Do not type cake sitting into your Google, Tim. Trust me. (laughs) I've never, I've never looked at it, thank God. (laughs) Some poor neighbors fan probably has, let's be honest. (laughs) But I mean, like most people are like, 
It's my wife's birthday. Can you please make a joke about sitting on a cape for her birthday? You know, <laughs> um, you get the odd one that's like, "Oh, can I get some photos of your feet?" And you're like, "Wow, well, not really what I'm here for." But okay, cool. How much would we have to pay you to put like a, a neighbor's rewatch podcast logo on your foot and <laughs> <laughs> take that picture? And send it to you. Could put it on anyone's foot, and you wouldn't even. <laughs> oh, there it is. Actually, well, that's a business, Jay. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but apparently, tattoo artists, if you want a tattoo on the bottom of your foot, because it's mm. so painful, they'll just do it for free. And it's like a code really? between tattoo artists. Yeah, that they'll just do it for free. If you if you want a tattoo on the sole of your foot, they'll just do it because they don't feel like charging because it's horrendously painful. Uh, right and it wears off i've heard like i know a lot of people that have had like on their like ankles and things and and because of the friction and stuff it tends to like just fade yeah thankfully there's no friction where my harold tattoo is (laughs) that'll be there that's 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 stay pristine for a long amount of time (laughs) (laughs) i do know someone you know actually someone did contact me on I don't know if it was Cameo, but it might have been Instagram or something like that, and had got Ned's tattoos. Like, he got them done, apparently. Yeah, so he was, like, a mega fan. He got the, you know, I didn't know what to say because he was like, what do you think? And I was like, that's (laughs) awesome, man. That's that's, that's something else. Good on you. (laughs) Wow. But, uh, you know, that's dedication. That's true dedication, you know. I mean, well, that, yeah. an, an iconic character. Like I said, there's no other character in the show that's the real of storylines you've had and the things you've done on Neighbours is <laughs> unparalleled. Yeah, I mean, it says it says something about you if your favourite character is Ned, I think. That, <laughs> uh, it's pretty out there. We talked earlier about, like, the era of Neighbours that people watch when they grow up. What was... Can, did you watch when you were growing up? Was there an era for you that? Yeah. What What was your era? Yeah. Ah, uh, my my era was like would have been when was I watching? Probably like early two thousands, which was a good era. Um, mm-hmm. that's the era we're currently going through at the moment. So we're kind of. I think we're about. What, are you re- now. Are you watching? Yeah, so we're re- re-watching about, I think we're at 2002 at the moment. I mean, did you start at the beginning? No, God, no. No, no. We kind of oh, jump around a bit. Was it episode 3000 we started at? Yeah, I think the first lot we did was like 3000. So I think that was about 98, maybe. So that, that was kind of, I mean, I, I'm like five or six years younger than Jay and Adam, but we were all kind of watching at the same time. So that, yeah. that late nineties period was when we were like mainly, mainly watching. Um and then we like dispersed a little bit after the early two thousands, but yeah, we're we're watching it now and like Drew's just died. Spoiler. Right. Twenty five yeah. year old spoiler. Um so, so that that's where we're at now. Nice. Yeah, I, I mean that who was so who's who were the main sort of characters in the in the late nineties? Well you had the Scully, the Scully family wrapped up. <laughs> In kind the of late nineties, and they yeah. were a big thing. Obviously, all the girls. I mean, they were there for quite a while. Like, yeah, they, they um, went right through to sort of 
when like sort of mid two thousands, didn't they? Surely, yeah, Steph hung on for ages, didn't she, Carla? Yeah, I mean, Steph was there partly for part of the time that I was there. So, yeah, uh, the Kennedys. The, yeah. I think the thing with the Kennedys was Carl's first affair with Sarah. That was a big thing at the time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably watched a fair bit of that at that time too. It was on here like after school, before The Simpsons. So it was like you kind of just always had it on. Yeah, it was in 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 the UK. We would plan you would plan your dinner around it. So we would do a show in the afternoon for anybody who was at home with children, etc. Uh, and then it was five thirty-five in the evening. So you would either have your tea at five o'clock, throw it down, yeah, get in front of the TV for five thirty-five, or you would hang off and you would be. Like your mum would be calling you to the table, going, "It's easy, ready." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just watching, Nate. I'm just watching. I'll be there in a minute. We've got three minutes That's left." Great. So you would you would plan your dinner time around it. Wasn't five thirty five uh, one of the other options for the tattoo? Yeah, five thirty five. Five thirty five, like an Austin three sixty like kind of thing. Maybe five thirty five. more subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually been to the UK since since I was on the show permanently mainly due to COVID and that mm. um so I've never never really got to experience you know like here occasionally people recognize you it tends to be up in Queensland for some reason but obviously they're they're fans of neighbors up there um but like yeah around Melbourne and Sydney and things like not not so much unless there was maybe a group of us out but I feel like it would be such a different story to go to have gone over to the UK like while it was on, and, and especially like a little bit further back, probably pre my time, when there was you know like big audiences watching it, just would have been so so hysterical because it's just it seems when you're here, this doesn't seem like yeah my, a big deal. So my, my wife's from Brisbane, and she was gobsmacked that I was. She was like, "Why are you doing a podcast about neighbours?" Which is a generally good question on its own, but. She's like, why are you doing a podcast about Neighbours? Surely you should be doing it about Home and Away. And I'm like, no, no, no. Neighbours, in the Uh, UK, Neighbours is everything. uh, And she's like, yeah, she was gobsmacked that it was such a big thing over here. That's what kept us going for so long. It's kind of a weird thing, though. Like, There's something like, I I don't think any of the three of us are really into soap operas, but like, soaps are big in this country and have been for a really long time. It's like, we've Mm. got like, Coronation Street and EastEnders are the big two. But like neighbors and home and away were very much part of that conversation. Yeah. Longest time. It's a very, very mixed set of mindsets in this country, I think, for such a small, a small place. Um, but it makes so much sense that Amazon would pick it up. We didn't really, I don't think, thought that as a possibility, but it makes so much sense that a streaming service would pick it up. And I suppose also they're, they're trying to bring across the people that are you know, still watching. Yeah. So they want to, they want to bring it across. They were launching in Australia and the UK. They wanted that back catalog. And then they can also say, and we're going to bring the show back, you know, come and watch it and bring whatever it is. Like, I think they were still getting 800, 900,000 viewers in the UK. And then, I don't know, 200,000 viewers in Australia. So a million odd people come across and watch neighbors and you can go back and see, old episodes that you love that you've watched before, I suppose, is, was their thinking. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. still a fair fan base. I think we talked about it before when, when Neighbours ended. I think maybe what 
some of the reason that we came back was just that love and outpouring of the show and what a great kind of celebration that whole finale was of neighbors as mm. well. it just it just stayed in the consciousness of everyone i think and everyone realized what a kind of special thing neighbors was it yeah i mean i must admit i have a fear that that ending was so i thought it was really well done it was it was a really beautiful thing to be a part of and um it went off it went out on such a high note that i worry that bringing it back as much as I'm glad for the people getting the work, I'm glad for fans. I'm glad that it, you know, it just has the potential then to just peter out again in a less uh, deserving way in the future. You know, yeah. um, if, if if Amazon or whatever get bored of it or it doesn't work in the way that they want it to for the streaming service, whatever it is, they may just do a couple of years and then, you know, remove it again. Um, and I kind of go like, I hope that doesn't happen because it had such a, such a wonderful send off. Um, and you'd, you'd want it to last, you know, another good length of time and have another good send off <laughs> down the track. If it ever, you know, another if it ever dies, who knows? Yeah. Well, we hope not. And we'll do our best to make sure that doesn't. We're, we're responsible for it being saved. I think <laughs> I, I just I feel that like there was no podcast and it was kind of falling away and then the podcast came about we probably came along a little bit too late because <laughs> if we had shown up and built all the hype like oh neighbors are still going it never would have ended in the first place but I might still I might have still had a job there had you <laughs> oh shit I was I was trying to say a good thing then you blame this girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at least you finally got a scene with your on-screen mother yeah yes in a way <laughs> yeah in a strange way i mean like they were like okay ben just uh play it as though you're speaking to your you know like to this blank tv <laughs> like, and, and she hadn't recorded her end yet so i didn't know what she was gonna say so they were like just give us a bunch of reactions as if <laughs> as if your mum's talking to you and i'm like well, okay uh you know like Here's Ned smiling. Here's Ned frowning. It was uh, <laughs> kind of funny, but uh, you know, it worked out in the end. Although someone someone did say that it got like cut out of the UK screening. Yeah, we would. Yeah, we heard about this, and then we went back and found the Australian version to to rewatch it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. They got a few bits towards towards the end for time. I, th- I don't know why. I mean, yeah, this an advertising thing. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. They do a slightly shorter cut for um, the UK. Yeah, because we definitely had some more ad- more adverts in there as well. But th- there were so many. Do they have spec savers in Australia? Yeah. These fucking opticians adverts that were robbing <laughs> us of these crucial little bits that were little... the show. <laughs> robbing yeah. us of your being reunited with your mother, your long absent yeah. mother. That was my biggest moment in that whole final ep. The rest of the time, I was just sitting around on beanbags and things. I don't know. <laughs> Doing a lot. Have you ever met Natalie and Bruglia, by the way? No, I left her. Uh... We I've seen the uh, was it on like Loose Women or something in the UK where you leave her a video message going hi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, send her a video message sort of thing. Um, but that that's it. So that I don't think she knew that she had a son on the show for a very long time until that Loose Women moment. <laughs> we've got a surprise for you she is here no not really but we yeah. should do that at some point yeah, let's get her on we'll get you, we'll yeah. you. 
We'll do that. To be honest, that's yeah, what I love what Adam's doing right now. He's trying to wrangle <laughs> Natalie and Brulia for you. He's got Natalie and Brulia in his house. <laughs> He's got the link to this Zoom call, so we could pop on at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> it won't. It won't be the first time we've tr- we have tried to do family reunions on this show before. It's never gone quite yeah. gone well enough, though, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there one day. Um, Probably easier one, let's be honest. But thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. I feel like we've definitely taken up more than enough of your time. Um, Oh, that's so fun, guys. It's been been fun. It's nice to chat about it. It's been a little while, actually. And uh, it reminds me, it's coming soon. They're going back, I think, like maybe four or five weeks from now. They're starting back up. So. Exciting. It'll be good to hear all the goss from everyone. I'll get get to hear the uh, inside stories of what's happening and how it's all going. And then that train starts starts up all again. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I mean, wait to see you guys back too. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. The whole, the build up to it again and see, like say, it, it must be nice for you to see it from, to be kind of on the outside of that for a, for a little while now as well. And yeah, it is. And it's like, you know, it's still so close with all of those guys. So, I get to, you know, I get a fair idea of who's going back and and how they're feeling about it and catch up and, you know, we'll definitely catch up and have a drink and talk about it when it starts up again too. So, yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll be nice. <laughs> again, when I first started this, I'd never thought in, in a million years we'd be doing this kind of thing with it. Uh, thank you so much for, for being a part of that. Best of luck with everything in the future, whatever that may contain. I, I, I read on IMDb that you're playing Robbie Williams at some point. Is... Yeah, I was. Um, That's something you don't have to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can talk about that. It's on. It's on IMDb. I, uh, Michael Gracie's new film um, is a Robbie Williams sort of biopic, but it's a bit off the wall. Um, Robbie is played. Oh, can I say this bit? <laughs> Please don't. There's put a lot of in danger. There's a lot of motion capture essentially. So there was multiple. Robbies. Uh, there was some younger Robbies. Um, I play one of the older, or sort of middle, mid-age Robbies, twenties um, and thirties, and uh, and there's another and a British guy who sort of did the majority of uh, his performances and things like that. Um, but there's a kind of a. I mean, you, you'd find it in about ten seconds if you Google it. So I, I but I won't say it because I, you know. God knows it's the one thing I say and I'll get in trouble. But um, basically there's a lot of motion capture, a lot of wet is involved um, and it was a, a big budget feature film and really fun to be a part of. Um, so I think that comes out towards the end of this year when he's on tour um, here. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I mean, have a look. It's quite, it's quite out there. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Was there, were there yeah. lots of accent work that you had to do with that? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I, I did learn his accent. Um, but again, because of all this CGI motion capture stuff, um, like they can manipulate everything. So, <laughs> and because they have a multitude of, of Robbies, they're going to have to. So um, I imagine there'll be some ADR, like dubbing and things like that. Um, I don't know if Robbie's going to do the voice himself or the other British guy that was also playing Robbie is going to be doing most of the vocal work. I'm not really sure how it's all going to play out. To be honest, it was, uh, it was a wild kind of wild ride, but yeah. 
how do you feel your British accent is? Do you want to give us a little sneak preview before you go? Well, this, this is where <laughs> I'm interested because I, I, I don't have the accent, but Robbie's from where I grew up. So yeah, I, like, in, in my, yeah from Stoke. So in my ear anyway, I know that accent quite well. So yeah, I'd be I mean, it's, been a, it's been a little while, but he sort of he sort of had an accent like that. That was, was what I was doing when I was doing it. But um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not doing it very well. Oh no, that's well, fantastic. There's definitely that twang. There's definitely like especially these days because he's like friends with Noel Gallagher and and Liam Gallagher. He's got a little bit of a Mancunian twang about him as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it got weirder in the later years. Like he started, started getting sort of American weird yeah. things in. Ooh, and he tried to get rid of his accent, but sort of I was sort of doing him as like uh, early twenties through to mid thirties. Um, so I sort of had yeah, I was that's the kind of period where the accent I was trying to mimic. Yeah, but it's fun. Sounds like you nailed it. We'll have to find out where where this film is so we can go and see it because it sounds. Yeah, well, you won't know it's me because, <laughs> like I said, yeah, oh, we will like... now, and we'll tell everyone about it as well. <laughs> You know, I can tell you the scenes that I did, and then people can look out for those ones. See, <laughs> what can I say? Which bit? Which bit did I do that was um, rehab? Rehab was me. There you go. Okay. Make a note of that. We're looking out for the rehab. Yeah. Twelve months, like, or whenever it is, eight months time when it comes out. Yeah, you'll be like, "Where's the rehab? Oh, it's gone. Oh, it was cut. Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, thank again thank you so much another bad boy for you ben another bad thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you uh, yeah no you've been anything but bad on this you've been absolutely fantastic <laughs> so much thanks uh, for having me guys appreciate yeah, it it's a pleasure fun. enjoy the rest of the evening and we'll uh we'll speak again very soon have a great day guys take care Catch you later bye